Welcome to Therapist in Your Pocket, the podcast that's here to wrap you in warmth and sprinkle a little bit of sunshine in your life. I'm your host, Lucy Ellis, and I'm thrilled to have you here with me. I'm passionate about creating a safe space for open and honest conversations where we explore the depths of the human mind and heart. My mission is to enliven, inspire and enrich your life by helping you discover your inner strength, your worth, your uniqueness, your special source. Remember though that Therapist in Your Pocket is not a replacement for professional therapy. The insights and the advice shared here are meant to support and inspire not to diagnose or replace individualized care. Your well-being is so unique and so personal to you. So self-responsibility is key. What we discuss may not be 100% applicable to your unique circumstances. So let's embark on this transformative journey together with an open heart and a spirit of exploration. You're in great hands. Welcome back to my podcast. I'm really excited um, over the next one, two, three, four, maybe five, I'll see um, how things go, episodes, I'm going to be interviewing uh, mentors of mine that have played an integral part of, I suppose, cultivating the therapist that I am today. And I'm very, feel so privileged to be able to have these connections with these mentors and to introduce them to you. And today I'm talking to Francine Jordan. And let me tell you a little bit about Francine. She was born in Catalonia in Spain to French parents and was attracted from a very young age to other countries and ways of life. She received from her parents their love of the French language and a passion for teaching. She became a language teacher and translator and went on to work in several multicultural projects in Spain Canada and Germany and I also know that she speaks German if she hasn't put this in her bio. (laughs) Fascinating. In 2011 Francine was introduced to family constellations at the Gestalt Institute in Barcelona where she did her training. She's also trained in counselling, mindfulness and collective trauma healing. Loyal to migration in her ancestry Francine left Spain and arrived in Australia with her young family in 2013. Oh, we're so lucky to have have you arrive here, Francine. Based in Newcastle on Awabakal country, she brings constellation work into the community through individual sessions, workshops and training, face-to-face and online. She works in English, Spanish, Catalan and French and she is especially interested in relationships, migration, multiculturalism and reconciliation processes. Convinced that coming together supports healing, Francine especially enjoys being in groups 
where everyone helps to write each other's stories and chapters of the big book of humanity. So beautiful. At the moment, life is drawing her back to Spain and France, feeling the pull to give back to the countries that gave her so much. Her dream is to continue contributing to the well-being of people here in Australia and in Europe, wherever life takes her. You will find her in the field. <laughs> Welcome, Francine. So Thank blessed to have you. Thank you so much, Lucy. I'm so happy to be in that space with you again. Yeah, here we are in our little field together. Mm. Mm. Yes, and I see your smile and it brings joy to my heart straight ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I believe we have and, you know, I'm sure you create all, I'm sure you create beautiful connections with all of your people that you mentor but I feel like I've got a really special connection with you because <laughs> I feel exactly the same just when I see your face come onto the Zoom here. Mm. It's like, oh, yeah, here she is. That's, um, I think we've shared so much together um, and, and I feel that when I'm in your presence and your heart, your beautiful big heart. So. Thank you. Thank you, Lucy. Yeah, and, and it's, uh, I feel very fortunate to, to have met you at that time as well when, uh, you know, we were several practitioners starting our business and uh, you offered that amazing space for us to thrive and uh, be known and be seen and uh, supported. So thank you so much. Yeah. Let's yeah. talk about that for a moment because I suppose that's a great place to start um, considering that um, that's how we met and what I want to say about Family Constellations is it found me. I didn't go looking for it and it found me through meeting Francine. So if you can share your story about how you came across, uh, I suppose it's, it's worth saying to the listeners that, that haven't known me for a long time, um, in a past life or, or a, 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 yeah, well, in another chapter of my life, I had a health collective, a space in Newcastle where um, it homed many different health practitioners. Yeah, it was called the Newcastle Health Collective. And Francine came and had a look and I'll let you share the rest of what you feel to share yes uh, yeah so uh it was amazing i felt so welcome and uh, it fitted so um so beautifully what family constellations are about that uh, you know working in systems supporting each other and um, being together in uh, in this walk you know, in, in life so um, yeah, and I started for me too. It was you're saying that the family constellations, you know, uh, find you. Uh, for me, it was a bit the same. It was uh, I was in Spain at that time, and um, I had uh, done some gestalt therapy when I was younger in my twenties, and it was already a, a group therapy. So for two years, I was um, in Barcelona with uh, Joan Garriga at the Gestalt Institute. 
and this already made a big imprint in me to to realize that uh, when we are together uh, healing is exponential um, so after yeah life took me to Germany and then I met Greg who is uh, my Australian husband and then we came here to Australia and we had the three beautiful boys here uh, and then we went back to Spain for for nine years actually uh, but then I felt the call to go back to the Gestalt Institute and and see my mentor Juan again and uh, but then he said to me look I'm not doing Gestalt anymore I met Beth Hellinger the creator of Family Constellations and uh, he says you know I'm just doing this right now uh, it's so much quicker it's so deep so different so transformational that I cannot do it and I said okay so he said uh, come to my first weekend of the first year of the training starting this month and just have a look if this is something that uh, can interest you and as you uh, I remember you coming to the first workshop too uh, innocently or very naively I thought okay I will go there and I'm just witness like a fly on the window, you know. Um, but what happened there was um, in the second day, I think, of the workshop, there was someone working on an issue about siblings. Um, and this person had like eight siblings and five of them had died very young. And I remember sitting there in the, in the circle, we were like 50, 60 people. Um, I wasn't representing, I was just sitting there and I started to cry convulsively and I didn't know what was happening to me. Um, so when that person, when we finished that constellation, I remember uh, Joan asking, okay, who would like to work, work next? And um, and I, I remember my finger was going up, you know, like uh, it wasn't me. It was like something else that was asking, okay, I need to look at something here. Uh, so Joan said to me, okay, come Francine, and uh, I sat next to him and I say, he said, what's, what's happening? And I said, look, I have no idea, I had no intention of working this weekend, I just wanted to watch um, and, and, and see what's going on here, what's in, in learning. And I said, but as soon as this constellation was on, um, this touched me deeply, um, and I guess it's about my brother that died. And so he asked me, when did he die? And I say, like eight years ago. And he said, whoa, this is a long time, you know, that you, so, and I say, yes, and I'm still grieving. I still, I wasn't able to talk about my brother without crying. Um, so he said, okay, we, we, we will go, we will have a look at this. So uh, he asked me to choose someone to represent my brother, someone to represent my parents and someone to represent myself. And as you know, so this was yeah, set up in the middle um, of the circle. And then I could see, I was mesmerized. I remember looking at the representative of my father, for instance, that was going up and down without looking at my the representative of my brother that was lying down, you know. Um, and I thought, wow, this is exactly how it was for my father, who was too frail at that time to face that my brother was dying. Um, and then Joan asked me, would you like to enter the constellation? Um, and then 
uh, he put me in front of the representative of my brother and he gave him some sentences and the sentences are the what we call healing sentences in constellations so they are sentences that express the truth state what what is um and they have the power that when we say them aloud they like change the information you know in our body somehow something happens and shifts something very deep so that person the representative of my uh, brother said to me i am dead and you are alive and he said and i'm okay where i am and the third thing he said and you honor me better if you have a good life so this might seem very simple but i remember that i was you know it resonated in my body so deeply and in the blink of an eye i realized that my sorrow and my sadness wasn't helping him wasn't helping me and wasn't definitely helping my family my husband and our kids so after that juan turned me around and then introduced the representatives of my husband and our children um and then uh, he said now you can be fully alive present here and available for them um yeah so that was my start and i said look Joan, i don't know what it is about i don't understand but i want to do the training <laughs> so this this was my entrance wow wow so and, and yes sorry and the following day i could start talking about my brother um remembering the funny parts of you know his life and laughing around and i never ever cried anymore so yes very powerful and healing you were much braver than me on the first introduction to family constellations. Wow, one one um, constellation in, and you're you're up doing the work. Um, mm. Very very amazing. Yeah, it was it wasn't me, Lucy. Yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. The field took you there. Yep. Totally. Maybe your brother had a hand in that. <laughs> And so let's talk before we get too far into because, yes, you've just spoken about um, elements of a family constellation and, and, and the healing process that happens. Let's, because people may be thinking, what is this? What is this? What is family constellations, Francine? Uh, well, this is a big question. Um, I'll try to, <laughs> to answer today. Uh, my answer is, <laughs> uh, so it's it's two things. It's a philo philosophy. It's a way of life because uh, Beth Helling was a philosopher as well. Um, and for me, it's a way of um, agreeing to life as it is, agreeing to myself as I am, agreeing to others as they are, um, and feeling the connection to something bigger. So feeling my place as a part of this bigger chain of, uh, of life. Yeah. Um, and it's also a tool. 
and the tool is that what we use when we do, for instance, uh, family constellation workshops in a group. And with this tool, we are able to see what is um, unseen in, in our family systems, but also in our own biography. Uh, parts of this unconscious that want to come up when we do the, the, the work. And uh, it's a way of um, seeing our emotional bonds, uh, of seeing ourselves connected to the members of our family system, to our ancestors, a way of seeing patterns that repeat themselves, um, entanglements that we have with the people that were excluded in our families. And uh, so it's a way of, uh, yes, being aware of that, seeing that, and then being able to do, you know, whatever is needed in, in every case, often is to honor the difficult fate of my grandfather who, um, who lost, uh, I don't know, all his family in a war. Or honoring the difficult fate of a sibling who died young. Um, so, and sometimes it's leaving behind also responsibilities of perpetrators that were part of my family system. Um, so I don't carry the guilt, so I don't have to atone for what they did. Um, and sometimes it's uh, respecting our mother and father, agreeing to them exactly as they are, so uh, I can be at peace with uh, myself and where I come from. Yeah. You did that beautifully. You shared that beautifully. And there are two ways in which you can do family constellations work. Well, you can do it individually, one-on-one -on -one in a session. Um, and then there is the group work. And I believe the energy, of course, is going to be very different in a one-on-one -on -one, um, mm -hmm. as opposed to the group. I want to talk about the group because the group is just really it, it does the work for us, um, I believe, um, having um, – uh, just last Wednesday I was telling Francine before I came, we pressed record that I had a retreat day and there was an opportunity for two um, people to work and I said it just presented itself and it almost resolved itself on its own, you know, um, just in that beautiful group setting gives the practitioner an opportunity just to really step back um, and allow the group to hold and, you know, just create this beautiful body of work and love, so much love um, is felt and people are op more open um, when they're working in a group. We'll talk about that in a moment. Mm -hmm. Um but you can work as well one-on-one -on -one with people, can't you, um, with family constellations. Um, and, you know, um, 
what would you say the main differences are working one-on-one to working in a group capacity? Um, that's a good question. So uh, for me, when we are in a group, one uh, for me, healing is exponential. <laughs> um, and one thing I hope that participants in my groups uh, take away is that no matter what my issue is, when I come to a group and I'm in service of someone else's family system, and uh, and maybe I'm representing, I'm representing the grandfather of this person that I don't know, and some information comes through me, I, I can access this information um, of this person something resonates for myself as well and for my family system. So it's the beauty of the more I'm open and the more I lift my expectations aside, the more I will take away, the more the few will give to me. And this is something that happens in a group and in the individual sessions, it's different for me. So, in the, of course, in an interview session, I know if I'm the client that I will work on my issue. Yeah, so it's more personal. Yeah, and in an individual session, of course, I have more time. I have more time to integrate. There's more time for maybe explanations and questions and, and being present and accompanying the person throughout the process. Mm-hmm. And I think there is, yeah, there is two different spaces and it can be useful, you know, for different people and also for the same person in different stages of their lives. Yeah, yeah, that's well said. Well said. And maybe a group setting uh, might feel a little bit daunting at first. Right. Um, so maybe a one-on-one where you get to feel... Um, the energy of the work and and then um, later on move over to a group and really feel that yeah. beautiful um, because that's exactly right. You don't even have to be the one working on your personal issue to actually work. Yes. And, and be, yeah, re- be, be representing or supporting the person that's, doing the work so what actually happens then Francine how does somebody represent um let's talk about the nuts and bolts of what it looks like um when we're doing the work in a group setting um if somebody's representing a mother or a father of somebody that they don't even know they don't even know this person this person's a stranger they've just met them at the workshop and now this person's talking about their their life and we're setting up and and um and and for those who of you who don't know um you you will generally sit in a circle and perhaps that client will get an opportunity to choose somebody that represents their mother for example um and of course you know um it's up to the person whether they're willing to be a representative or not um 
you do so much amazing work just by sitting and observing as well. And that's really important to knowledge because you're holding the circle together, you're holding the field. Um, but when you do, you know, how does that, what actually is going on there when somebody says, okay, I'll, I'll represent the mother and then they, yeah, to explain it, walk us through it. <laughs> <laughs> The big question, yes. So, yeah, thank you for that, uh, Lucy, because this is one of the very important aspects of this work is the representation. Um, and this is what yeah, Hellinger discovered, that uh, setting up people that don't know each other um, um, in a particular place. So usually we ask the client, okay, could you um, position the representative for your mother in the field? Yeah. And then they will, without thinking too much, just intuitively, they will position the mother in a certain place uh, in the middle of the circle. And then if they do the same thing with another representative for themselves, um, what happens then, uh, and then the client sits back, and then we wait. Yeah. For me, first is about intention. So me as the facilitator, I make sure that we are then all, so the, the whole group is uh, like in a type of half meditative way, uh, state. And we put ourselves in service of this person and this person's system. Yeah. Um, and when this happens, um, the person brings already the information in herself because we are not only the fruit uh, of our ancestors, we are also their presence. So my mother is sitting right now in all the cells of my body. Yeah. So what happens somehow is that we, when we set the right intention, and the intention is to serve life, to serve that system, the person who has been positioned in that place after a couple of moments will start uh, accessing an information through their body. And they will start maybe having an impulse. And the impulse might be, I want to turn around. Or I need more distance with my daughter. Or all of a sudden I feel a sadness or my legs are heavy. And we don't know how, but we know that this happens every single time. And oft, uh, very often the client will say, whoa, this is exactly how my mother feels, or this is exactly what happens in the relationship. Yeah. So um, for the people who are, who are more scientific drawn, uh, you can go to the quantum theory, to physics, to Rupal Sheldrake, who is a biologist, who is, had created the concept of the, the, the field, the morphogenetic field. That's the field that makes a, a flock of birds, you know, flying together and changing direction at the same time. So it, this is not possible through perception. And he discovered that the birds belong to a field of information and they all share the same information. 
yeah, that makes them change direction altogether at the same time. So, yes, I guess this is something that happens. I don't need, personally, I don't need to understand how um, because I go with the experience. In my experience that all those years, um, everyone <laughs> is experiencing that we are more connected than what we think we are. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> That's right. And so over, over all of these years and, and thousands and thousands of constellations and watching it time and time again, Francine, what's been the biggest gift that you've taken from this work? Wow, there's so many. Uh, one of them that comes now is like that we are all the same. We are all similar. It doesn't matter if I'm standing as a facilitator, as a client, as a representative. I'm just sitting. It doesn't matter. We are all in that together. Um, and uh, as you said, just ho holding the space, um, when a healing sentence comes for the client, you know, if I'm open, this sentence resonates in me as well. Yeah. And chances are that they are relevant because we have all the same type of issues. In uh, this work for me, it's a constant reminder of that that we are connected, that we are all the same, that we are similar, that we are small, that there is something bigger there, that life is so cheeky, that will always bring to me, you know, uh, the piece of information I need that day. And it's often not the one I was looking for. <laughs> yeah. So I just love this. And also with representing, I was just thinking now that we were saying this, uh, I think it, the other, there was a, a workshop where there was two ladies. They didn't know each other, but they had a similar issue, separated. And one had an issue with, with a daughter, with a teenage daughter, and the other one had the issue more with a partner. And it was, a, you know, a big group, 20 people. So one started the, her constellation and chose the other one to represent the daughter. And that was exactly the person that had an issue with her daughter. And I was thinking, what a gift that she's able to, you know, be in the shoes of a teenager in another family system. Yeah. But then Later on in the afternoon, the other person did the constellation. And she chose the other lady to represent the partner, the husband, without knowing that it was, you know. So it's always so magic that we will be chosen for what is also useful for our own issue. And the other day I was laughing because it was someone who had an issue with authority, didn't say anything in the group. Someone else had an issue with authority and fair enough, they chose the first one to represent authority. And when that person was getting up, she looked at me because I knew. Uh, <laughs> and smiled at me like saying, but see, again, life is playing with us, you know, and I say, yes, you know, 
you this gift. Beautiful, beautiful. And actually that reminds me back, takes me back to when I was working um, intensely with you and going to many constellations. I always wondered why why am I always getting chosen? <laughs> I get chosen every time. And I'm happy to represent. I really loved it and you know and then I don't get chosen as much now. And I think it's all of those I've I've just done so much work um in that beautiful space um and it's you know and you never they're a little bit like powerful dreams that stay with you because, as you know, I'm a dream work therapist yes. as well. And it's very interesting, actually, because, and I'll just side note, um, one of the ladies that came to the retreat had a process and then she had a dream that night and she said to me, I don't think it's related. And then she told me about the dream. I was like, it's related. <laughs> and I just love the way... The family constellations weaved into dreams um, that night, but um, beautiful, yeah. The connections you remember. I remember these constellations. You know, uh, I remember sometimes even the ones that I was representing for as mm. powerful images that are still with me today. You know, not so yeah. much if I'm wor- if I'm actually working on my personal issue, but as a representative, those have stayed with me just as strongly as the personal work that I've done. So, yeah. Yeah, because it, it, it's a, a privilege, you know, as you said, no, to represent someone else, uh, yeah. And, and then you have access to maybe uh, an emotion that is new for you or someone who is not a father has to you know the the chance to represent a father and then after the representative say wow now i know what it is to feel a f- or to feel you know to be a father and the love that is cultivated in a family constellations group so if you're mm-hmm. working together for the day yeah. Or and that even just grows over time together, isn't it? Um, it's for me that is just so powerful in the sense that the and it's not just the fact that we learn about people's pains and it's it's the representing and and supporting them in their healing journey. There's something so much bigger. Uh, stronger about it you know um you might go in start the day and be like oh I don't know anybody but by the end of the day you honestly feel like you have a bit of a family yeah um yes yeah and and in this there is a if there is one constellation that you know I I will carry on my life. Um, with some years ago, someone who came to the workshop with uh, his ther- therapist. I didn't know at that time that was that they were, you know, client and therapist. Um, and then the therapist told me, "Could you have a, you know, a chat with this person because this person would like to do some work 
but uh, it's, um, you know, it's a scared. Um, so I had a, a chat with a person in the break, uh, and that person said to me, yes, I would like to do, you know, the work, but I, I, I don't think I'm able to do what I have seen so far. And I said, look, we don't need to do anything of that. You know, everyone is different. And I said, but if you want to do the work, I will be with you. You will be leading. I will be supporting you. You will be in, in control. It will be your constellation. Um, you just let me know. And then that person in the afternoon wanted to work. And what we did, so it was someone who uh, was totally isolated in life, had only one connection, and that was with his therapist, um, and was uh, so had uh, yes a, a really traumatic years and years and years of uh, yes of really very traumatic uh, experience. So I asked that person, okay, we can start if you want with resources. So we put representative for resources. And with that person, I accompanied her, his, uh, him to visit the, the resources so he could slowly come down, regulate. And then I asked him, okay, are you still willing to do a next step and say yes? So then I asked the whole group to stand up. And very slowly we walked uh, and we stand in front of each person of the group. So this person could make contact with each of the persons in the group. Um, and when we finished, uh, at the end of the day, that person said, look, it's the first time in my whole life that I trust someone other than my therapist. And he said, and what amazes me is that this morning I didn't know any of you. And then later, this person sent me an email, a couple of emails saying, so how much this had uh, shifted things. And then later, I met the therapist some years later, and the therapist said to me, look, what happened that day uh, shifted, you know, so much in his life that now he's uh, in another, yeah, in another stage with uh, connecting with people, working, and um so uh, yes this work it's not only about doing our work uh, you know uh, healing things for our ancestors or for ourselves or uh, it can just be the fact that i am in a group where there is so much love and support that this can be for me the first time in my life that i feel that um, and, and you know a lot about this, Lucy, because this is what you do in your groups as well. Yeah, that's right. I mm. feel it. And, and also I know it, yes, and I love it. And it's just so uh, magical because everybody with the right intention shows up um, to be in service and to receive. It goes back to that 
that order of love of giving and receiving and having actually all the orders of love are in there, aren't they? You know, the, the sense of belonging and, um, yeah, it's just, it's hard to, ex- it's hard to talk about, isn't it? It is, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just got to, you've just got to come along to a workshop or, or at least have, have, um, have a one-on-one session and so how are you working these days with clients, Francine? I'm working so in the individual sessions. Yep. Um, face to face or online. Yep. And uh, and I'm also working with uh, groups, of course, workshops and in in trainings. I'm also training people. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Um, of course. And you're feeling the pull to go back to Spain. Yes. And w- have you got that on the horizon anytime soon? Is there is there a time where you are going? Yes, I'm actually going on in March until August this year. And, yeah, and the feeling is, yeah, to give back, you know, because as you said, the exchange, giving and taking, the, the countries where we were born gave us a lot in uh, education and teaching and um so uh, we have like uh we are um, how you say it we owe them something yeah mm-hmm. and the way we give back to them usually is with our work giving to the community mm-hmm. giving back to the community so when we migrate um we do the same thing in the new country the country of adoption and i'm doing this i have been doing this this last uh, 10 years in australia uh, which is giving a lot to our children you know they receive education and health and community so uh, part of me is giving back here like uh, gratitude for what they receive and for what I received, of course. Uh, and still there is something in me that now needs to give back also to to Spain. Because this is where I learned. I started to learn family consolations. Um, and I feel the pull not to give back also. Mm, yeah, beautiful. Mm. And um, you were... So you are working over there doing workshops when you go back to Spain? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And teaching? Uh, and training, yes. Training. And, yep. and doing things online as well, training online. and Yeah. Yep. Yep. So you, will you still be seeing Australian clients online? Yes. Yep. Just getting up early. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> going to bed late, whatever it looks like. Oh, right. yeah. 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 Yes. Beautiful. Oh, that's mm. wonderful. So you and so talk to me about how you do it online. Do you do workshops online? So I used to do workshops online through COVID, yep. you know. Um, and now that I can go back to face to face, I prefer to do them face to face. But I'm doing training online and yes, and in one on one. Beautiful. Yeah. And um, do you, we've spoken a lot of, around about a lot of issues. Do you have um, an area of interest 
working with people? So actually, so I, I love working around, you know, uh, migration, reconciliation, polarities um, at all levels, so personal, societal, um, and so anyone who would like to actually be more at peace with who they are or where they come from uh, and more at peace with others as well you know, like uh, conflicts with people or... So I really enjoy working with that, yes. To help them, you know, agreeing to what I cannot change and take action for what I can change. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I loved that blog post or email that you sent out recently. You went to a... Um, uh, day of reconciliation or um, and they were talking about I'm going to butcher the, what you've written but they were talking about um, making a future for our children yeah yeah and mm. so I just felt that when you were saying um, yeah making a better tomorrow for our we quite often look back and want to reconcile which is which is beautiful as well but it's about planting the seeds for our children of tomorrow is so important and I think that that's the work that we do isn't it um it's believed that it will reach seven generations behind us Mm. and seven generations in front of us yeah work that we do so um it's definitely uh powerful and yeah it's it's amazing (laughs) i just can't find the words to say what it is but um so with the people migrating um you would get a lot of that because there's a lot of people that are migrating in australia right that have migrated in australia i mean we're we're pretty much built um on migrants um and is this something that comes with people that migrate here um, as in that unrest or that lack of um, that unsettled feeling? You know, maybe they've come and they're, and they're happy to be here. They made this choice to be here. Um, they wanted a better future for their family or they found it, they came for the opportunities and now they're here and maybe feeling unrest or or not settled is that do you see that with migration uh yes we see i see lots of different symptoms you know um and uh, migration is not only as you said not only me but if my parents or grandparents or great-grandparents migrated to australia um part of my work that i love doing is um helping the client to to be aware of what uh, the ancestors did you know like uh, often people say to me oh yeah my grandfather came here as an adventure or my great-grandmother came to australia yeah just you know to see something different and i said "Mm, yeah really at that time you know 
a great grandmother who gets on the boat on the boat on her own with two little kids and not knowing anything about what she's going risking the lives of everyone for for weeks on that boat uh probably is leaving behind something that is more traumatic than that you know so um i yes what i see is that there is like an amnesia also in that um migration process here and then often there are some patterns that then i will repeat you know uh, and it will be maybe sometimes it's, it will be difficult for me to um, to thrive in my business uh it will be difficult maybe for me to be seen you know if my parents or grandparents came from a dictatorship where they had to hide and this was my my case for instance my parents came from france and, and went into spain and so it was don't be seen you know because it will be risky so then the younger generations will be connected to that fear yeah and then i will be maybe uh, afraid of um, marketing myself yeah or i will not find a place to to live to stay i'm always changing houses um and here i will ask the question also am i allowed to be here am i allowed so, to be here Is that what yeah mean? so what happened to that property how was that property um you know acquired was this dispossession there you know four five six generations before what so to to really start to looking at the trauma that happened there yeah? not only here but also the traumas that were left behind because the first fleet you know they were brought here and the the message to them was your motherland doesn't want you so we send you to the other side of the world so how how can you start a new forgetting that that stays there in the system yeah so yeah so. And in and and in its simplest form, isn't it? Uh, just felt like the trauma just wants to be acknowledged. Otherwise, it just stays activated and alive in the system, and we continue to recreate the patterns or recreate the story because um, the the activation in the system is so strong, and it will keep repeating itself until it comes to a reconciliation or a repair or a healing. And it's quite simple, really. We just look and we acknowledge and we give it love and we, we're not saying that it didn't happen because, well, that's certainly not. I think that's what keeps it alive. But that's what we do perhaps to survive is we move on, pick ourselves up, carry on, and that's the good old Aussie way, isn't it? We just onwards and upwards um, until such time as that doesn't work anymore. And um, yeah, and, and it's in, yeah, it's important also to remember that at that time when the trauma happened, uh, 
probably uh, there was no possibility to integrate it. You know, they were on survival mode. Our parents, grandparents, great grandparents, most of them went through war, you know, displacement. So there was no way they could integrate what was happening to them. So I feel that our um, role here is uh, that we have this, you know, luxury of um, stop and think and feel, oh, there's something in my life that doesn't, you know, quite the way, it doesn't go the way I would like to. Um, and we have therapists around us that we can reach out to. So this is a luxury that our phobias didn't have. So we can start looking at what they could not look at because it was too close. The trauma was too close. That's exactly right, yeah. Quite often people say, why do I have to be the person in the family that does all the work? And I say, aren't we the lucky ones? (laughs) Really? We're so lucky. Um, And I've noticed that... uh, you know, just in the work that I've done, the relationships that have changed. And I haven't, I haven't connect, I haven't spoken to this person in, about the trauma. I've done the work in a constellation and the relationship has changed. Mm-hmm. Their attitude towards me has changed. The, the opening of my heart and their heart has changed. Where it's incredible. It's mm-hmm. really incredible because... Like I said, seven generations back, seven generations forward. I also believe it just it it you know it hits it hits everybody. Um, this beautiful, beautiful work. So I think that's a beautiful place to wrap up because I think I'd just sit here and go, "It's amazing! It's so great! You got to just do it, and you do have to do it." And I know that it has been um, very, very impactful in my personal life, and um, it's something that I use every day with my clients so um, thank you for finding your way to Newcastle Health Collective all those years ago and inviting me to a workshop and I walked in there and didn't know what I was in for and you opened up my my heart and my world to a whole heap of healing which has then rippled on to my clients so I feel very blessed to know you and enjoy your time in Spain, your motherland, and I'm sure we'll keep in touch. Thank you so much, Lucy, for having me here, and it's a joy to hear that you are spreading your own way of working and with all your clients and, yeah, and your loved ones. Thank you so much. My pleasure. I hope you enjoyed that gorgeous conversation that I had with my dear mentor, Francine Jorda. I wanted to let you know that as of Saturday, just gone, the doors for the my beautiful Heart Cave membership are officially open. Now, I only open the doors to the Heart Cave twice a year. So now is your opportunity to jump in and experience family constellations in our healing circles every month. 
We have an opportunity once a month in there to explore issues, symptoms pertaining to our hot talk topics that allows you to zoom out and see what else is there that we can look at, whether it be in your family system or in your immediate environment or within yourself because we are made up of many different parts. I invite you to come along into our membership and explore the beautiful library full of resources I have for you to connect you deeper with yourself, allow you to fall more deeply in love with yourself. Listen to the myriad of beautiful hypnosis audios and dive into your human design in the human design library. But most importantly, be part of our gorgeous, gorgeous community. We're having a lot of fun, a lot of connected self-love fun and I can't wait to hold you in this space. If you want more details, head to the show notes and you will see the link and you'll be able to come in, you'll be able to read about it, you'll be able to get excited because if you have been exposed to any of my work before, you know that it's, it's deep, it's fun, it's quirky, it's deeply rooted in a gorgeous community spirit. Self-love doesn't have to be, although it's something that you do on your own for yourself, you don't have to be lonely in that whole journey space. We can share our experiences together and it makes it even richer. I'll see you on the inside.